All right, I'm here with uh, Andrew Williams and Anthony Mitchell. Andrew Williams, uh, he played at Elka, graduated in 2014. Uh, then he went to Auburn, and he just graduated. Well, he got graduated last year. His last season was this year. Um, and then he just signed a free agent deal with uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. And, and so Coach Mitchell, which he coaches with us, he's Anthony Mitchell, he played in the league eight years. What's unique about him is he also, uh, his journey in the NFL was signing a free agent contract with Jacksonville Jaguars. And so um, got some questions for both of them. But first, Drew, kind of walk us through the weekend, what you were feeling, what you were hearing, and why ultimately you ended up going with Jacksonville. Well, the weekend, uh, in the beginning, uh, from all the teams that were talking to me, uh, I kind of had an idea that I was going – at best, late round, seventh round, but I had a great feeling I was going to get a contract, a free agent deal. I Honestly, I didn't care about any of that. Honestly, I didn't even watch it until Saturday. Right. Because <laughs> I, I knew as long as I got a shot, a chance, that I would make them feel me and make them understand why they should have drafted me. But uh, like I said, I was watching Saturday. I, I kind of tuned into like, pick 230 or so. It was like 254 so. I mean, when I was watching it, I don't know. I, I kind of knew I wasn't gonna get drafted, but it was like, it was like one of those things. Like, right. hey, if I see my name up there, that'd be real cool. Yeah. But uh, last pick went by, then I started getting these phone calls. Then even that was a blessing. I kind of got emotional. I didn't cry or anything like that, just so everyone knows. <laughs> but I got emotional. I just like uh, the first few calls were camp invites, and. Uh, I had my agent on the phone as well, my dad, and the goal was contract, hear contract, get contract. You don't want can't, can't invite. So uh, time went by, then Oakland called me. No, Jack Jacksonville, they called me. They actually called me first, uh, and they they didn't offer me a contract the first time, but they really wanted me. And they say they were on the phone with my agent. They said they were going to call me back. And so I was just waiting. Then Oakland called me. Then they were kind of offering a contract, but it, it kind of sounded iffy. But then uh, I, as I was doing research and researching, because you got to know who you're going against and know right. how good of a chance you got. Uh, Oakland didn't seem right for me. But God bless. Uh, Jacksonville called me up with fantastic news. Uh contracts, signing bonus, and then coach was adamant about telling me that I have a real shot of making a team. And then he came with good numbers, and then uh, it was God's plan. I just went with him. So it it was it was a great feeling. Was it, was it Saturday that you signed it, or was it Sunday? How long did you have to wait? They sent the contract right away. Yeah. Like, yeah as soon as, so it was Saturday, yeah, it was right Saturday. after the draft. It was a, um, Coach Mitchell, what what's a, what advice do you have for him um, as he goes, he embarks on this journey, free agent, going to Jacksonville, has a contract? What advice do you have to him? What was your experiences? And you know? Well, I, I think uh, I was talking to Andrew before we started this, and uh, the main thing I told him, never get comfortable, never get complacent. 
and always feel like his job is up on the line. When you're a free agent, you can't act like a first-round draft pick. You can't get comfortable like a first-round, second-round, third-round draft pick because you're always replaceable because they don't have nothing vested in you. So when you got to go out there, I told him also that you got to go out there with one motor. You know what I'm saying? If you go out there and show them that you're there to play, don't let the, the your teammates tell you to slow down. Tell the coaches, tell you, hey, relax a little bit. You know, because you you out there with guys with families, guys that got to feed their kids, got to pay bills, and for you to come in a free free agent, not unmarried, no kids, and, you know, you you still entitled to have a position that they do. So you can't go in there thinking you're one of them until you make the 53-man roster. One of my things was, and I used to tell all the rookies, you always – this, even though you signed a free agent deal with Jacksonville, you're still interviewing for the other 31 teams. So with, that, with, with me saying that is, even if, if you go out there, and I used to tell myself, even when I was with, every year, because I signed a year-to-year free agent deal every year. So I used to tell myself, I'm interviewing for the other 31 teams. I'm not, I never associated myself as being a, uh, a Baltimore Raven doing training camp or uh, Cincinnati Bengals because I could get cut. But I associate myself with the NFL. So when I'm playing, I'm putting together a package that all the other 31 teams would like, not just the team I'm with now. So if they cut me, at least I, I feel comfortable that I put my all into it to where another team would like me. So And, and that's the deal. If you get one team to like you, and, and you they just giving you a leeway and a, and a foot in the door to get the other teams to see you on that level of competition. And as long as you go in every year like thinking like that, you'll look up and you'll be like me eight years in. And I think I would've got more if I didn't hurt myself, but you'll look up and be like, yeah, man, I didn't, I didn't in the league five years. Always on a free agent deal, always look at it as if your job is up on the line and you interviewing for another team, even though you're with that team. You see what I'm saying? If that makes sense to you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and that that alone would carry you far in your journey of right. playing football. So I know in your journey, you got signed by Jacksonville, and you went all the way into final cuts. You got cut, and you ended up with the Bengals. How is it that – I mean, you kind of like say I'm writing my resume of how I practice each and every day. Why would you get cut from Jacksonville and then picked up from Bengals? Did y'all scrimmage? Did people this, see you in preseason? Well, well I, if, when you make it to the final cut – you, it's just like um, it's just like any other level. You getting filmed, and that's what I'm saying. You interviewing because you they they record every game, every practice, and, and what people got to realize, coaching that's a brotherhood. They not I'm not I didn't you know when I left Jacksonville I got cut, um like he's I got cut Friday or Saturday, and um no I got cut Friday in Jacksonville, and I was in Baltimore Sunday. Okay. So they Jacksonville was like, well, we're going to bring you back on practice squad. And I was looking, and then I started wearing my option when Baltimore called. I had Jacksonville, Baltimore, the Colts, and, and Washington all called me, and I was wearing my option. What team would I fit? What team have room for me? I already know Jacksonville don't. That's why I got cut in the first place. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? I already know they don't. Yeah. So when I looked up the um, – the Ravens, they had Anthony Poindexter that had a reconstruction knee surgery. I don't think anybody was better than me with one leg. So I said, let me go. And and, 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 and that was my journey. And that was my decision because they had a spot. They had a guy that actually couldn't play that they drafted, that they're going to need somebody to carry the weight until he get healthy. And i like, if I could get in there 
and prove my worth. And then it ended up, they ended up letting Anthony Poindexter go after a year or two. And I stayed. So, you know, the, the, it's the film that gets out there. You don't want to go down there. And that's why I say it's an interview for all the other 31 teams. Because if you can't pick up what you're doing for Jacksonville, there's no other team that's going to want you. Because at the end of the day, you got to learn eight stuff and you got to have less time. At least he got the camps to learn what Jacksonville do. But if he get cut and go to like Oakland, they already in season. Right. So how you got to learn and go. So it, it, that's why I tell him never get complacent. Get your head in the uh, playbook because they thick. They thick, boy. They thick. So I, I'm proud for him, man. Watching this kid since his ninth grade year playing football, yeah. and for him to go to Jacksonville, it's, it's an opportunity. Yeah, you speaking of Andrew, I remember Andrew came in the ninth grade and he's this big kid and had these big hands, but he was kind of soft, you know, and <laughs> we had to get him tough. And uh, but yeah, he really grew as a football player. And so Drew, just thinking about that, um, man, all the work you put into this, and you know, we talk about things like pain and sacrifice and all that kind of stuff. Everything you put into it, and now, okay. You know, I mean, obviously you wanted to get drafted, you didn't, but you have an opportunity. And so what, what in your mind, you know, like, like I think a lot of people think a job is nine to five, but if you want to be successful at your job, it's six to ten. And, um, I mean, if you want to be one of the best, I think about guys that I watch, like Donovan Sue, who I thought was one of the best college football players I've ever seen in my life, but he, but uh, Sam Darnold is outperforming him every single game who – wasn't as a highly touted college prospect, but obviously goes to the NFL. He's hungry and now obviously uh, one of the best or the best defensive lineman in the NFL. So what are your plans for yourself as you think about, all right, training camp, I go next Thursday and just the pain and the sacrifice that you're going to continue to have to pay? Um, it's like you said, Coach, uh, it's, I, I have a hunger. that is not going anywhere. I, I feel like I left last time I picked up cleats. Uh, the season, it left a bad taste in my mouth because I, I was playing with an injury, but I was also getting judged and coached like I wasn't injured and I wasn't myself. Mm -hmm. But I'm blessed that I'm 100% healthy with you coming back here, working out, Coach Johnson working out with Coach Mitchell. Just I'm back to myself, and I, I'm back to – I'm hungry. Like, I, I feel like the world doesn't know who Andrew Williams is, and – I love that. I love the position. I, I'm not – people don't have analysts on me and all weaknesses and strengths and all that. It's just I'm about to show them everything I got and prove and prove myself. And doing like I first day here, I remember first day here, <laughs> thinking I'm big and bad, thinking, thinking. I had the right mindset right. going against Isaac and he <laughs> busting my knee up. That's then right. It was a wake-up call. It's like, okay, it's cool. Like, these guys are real deal, but – I know that as humans and as men that we have the ability to grow and grow, and that's what I plan to do every day. I, I know it's not going to be a cakewalk. I know it's probably going to be the hardest thing I ever did in my life, but I have the right mindset right now. I'm, I have my faith is strong, and I know that I, the work I'm about to put in and the work I am putting in is going to pay off, and it's biblical. It's Second Thessalonians 3.10 if – uh, if he shall not work, he shall not eat. That's right. So that's my whole mindset going to this. 
I want to be the best. I am going to be the best. And I will break my back 6 to 10, like you said, to do it. And it's a drive. It's not about the money. It's a great opportunity to provide my family and whatnot. But it's a little more personal to me. So I'm going to that hunger. And, of course, you saying, like, I'm not getting drafted. Like, you know, as men, we all think we're the best in seeing and seeing people's judgment and saying who they think are the best. I, I kind of laugh at that because, like, they don't even know the half. So, like I said, I'm excited. I'm hungry. And I'm just ready to get to work. Coach Mitchell, I think about, like, you know, Drew's going to go and he's going he's gonna to have friends. Um, but at the end of the day, his friends are also his competitors uh, because everybody's trying to, t- trying to make a team. And I just think about, you know, uh, Coach says to be somewhere at 8 a.m. And I'm with my friends, and my friends kind of, they're, they're willing to get there at 7.58. But for me to really start to stand apart and to make people trust me and earn favor showing up at 7.30 – is the way to go. How how do you instruct Andrew to mitigate that? I mean, you have your friends, but your friends are your competitors. And at the end of the day, I want to be one step ahead of my competitors because it's a it's a fine line. Right. I mean, like I, uh, but going into this, you got to know people respect you when you being yourself. So it ain't. And I, I I just told Andrew, don't go in here and just like if you're gonna go one way at practice, make sure that's you not just for the coaches that's looking at you because then that's how you earn respect from your peers. If you're the type that go to your meetings early, then go to the meetings early, and that's how you're going to earn respect from your peers because they're going to, oh, that's just Andrew. He ain't trying to shit. He's been like that since he's been here. And you, 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 being in the league, you, you hear guys <laughs> talk about guys who do stuff like that. But when it's them and not doing it for the coaches – they respect that. It's nothing but respect for them. When you see a guy in there sitting watching, oh, they're up. And that ain't nobody. When they see a light on at 30 minutes before the meeting start, they'll be like, oh, that, that's Andrew Williams. That's what he do. You know what I'm saying? So you earn favor and you earn respect out of it. But once you soak in that knowledge that you're in there doing it for, you got to be able to display that on the field. Or it's going to be all for nothing. So that's why I tell him, make sure you're going one way. If you're going to watch film, make sure you're sucking in that film to where you can develop it and, and put it out there on the, on the football, on the practice field. So they can know that this is what you're doing it for. So you can step, uh, stay a step ahead of your competitors. Yeah, you have friends off the field. You have friends when you're eating. But when you're going out there and you're competing, all y'all competing for the same job. All y'all competing for that check. All y'all competing for your families and, and, and for you to make a living off of it. And that's what you're here for. Your friends gonna come and go, especially in this. And and I'ma tell him this. What I do realize, you don't people think it is the way it is. You don't have that many friends in the NFL. I play for three teams. Yeah. And I only keep in contact with five guys. You see what I'm saying? So with that being said, you you're gonna be on the team to where you just gonna it I'ma tell you this. When I was in um Cincinnati. When we talk, while we talk about friends, I was in the car with a group of guys that I played with. My best friend called me, and I said, "Hey, man, I'm with my home." I said, "You know what? I'm with my associates." I corrected myself, so they looked at me. He was like, "Man, we this, this I'm seven years in now." They look at me like, "Oh, man, we ain't your homeboy." I said, "No, <laughs> seriously, this is a true story." I told them, "No," they were like, "Why we ain't?" You? I said, "Because y'all don't call me on the off season. We don't hang out on the off season. We associates. While we at work, we communicate." Why we doing this, we communicate. So long as you know that going into that these really, you're going to find friends in the league. You're going you're gonna to bond with guys in the league. 
But your true friends are the ones that you're going to keep in contact with and you're going to find out it's very a small crowd of that. You're not going to have all 54 guys on your team that's not your friend. Some of them ain't going to even care about what you do off of the field. You know, but as a collective, y'all associate. So y'all care about the same thing at the time, same time. You know what I'm saying? I'm seriously, I literally got about, about five to six guys yeah. that I call and, and they'll be there yeah. for me. Or, Mitch, what you been doing? Or, hey, how you doing? And, and you know some of Delta O'Neill, the uh, James Trap that came down here. I got my uh, Keaton's godfather up north. But it, it's a very small group when you talk about friends. And that's why I be trying to tell these guys that's getting ready to go to the NFL that I know talk to me. So I can tell you, show you, so you won't take nothing personal. It ain't personal. It's, it's, it's not personal. That's just the way it is. It's not personal. It's not personal. You're going to, and it'd be funny, it's going to be a click. If you ain't in this type of money, we used to separate Baltimore. We used to separate our locker room. Oh, this this the uh, Section 8 people over here. <laughs> Seriously, you, that's over the railroad track. Because in the locker room, you're doing training camp, you have lockers going down the middle, which is all, we call them Section 8, because that's all the free agents. That's all the first, I mean, the draft picks that you don't know if on the team. So, y'all, that's, that's, that's the middle class. People who've been there, who's on a year to year. Oh, that's the um, suburbs right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now nah, that's the rich people. That's you know when you when you see your Ray so foes will be automatically right. Foes will be in the rich. That's the hey. That's behind the gate community right there. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So yeah. we had fun with it, but you know you you gonna be friends and associates that get along that you will hang out with. But at the end of the day, when you go back home, look around and see who's there with you, who's there calling you, and it's gonna be a very. That's why you got to go out there and do it for yourself, and then not not take it easy on him because he say. No, man, you're here to make your living. You're here to make longevity out of it. Like every, every NFL stands for not for long. Right. That's what it stands for. <laughs> so it, this is the I, – I tell people this. The NFL is the best temp job you could possibly have. <laughs> and if you look at it like that, you don't know when you get fired when you're a temp. <laughs> you could be gone one day, or, and that's how the NFL is. So go in there and, man, put your foot down, boy, and get it. Well, I know, like, if you think about it, Andrew, um, Coughlin's still the GM, right? Right. And so, Tom Coughlin, he he has, I mean, like, if there was a Marine GM out there, he's that guy. Yes. I mean, he wants a hard-nosed, tough individual, and he's looking for that. I mean, and I think that's good for you because he's not looking for uh, the, you know, I'll speak in high school terms, he's not looking for the five-star prima donna, everybody's hyped this guy up. He's looking for a team football player that brings it every single day is going to come to work bring his lunch pail and and there's not a lot of guys out there like that you know i'm 40 years old almost and 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 there's just not a lot of guys that are going to bring it every single day and i think that's another way that you can earn favor because i think he's very hands-on he's he he you know tom coffin was the head coach when i went down to jacksonville the first round first yes that's why i tell you i don't know if he if he if he gonna be hands-on you had to do 16 half gashes time if you didn't make you had to get up you could go 14 and miss your last two you had to get up at 5 a.m and do it that's why he's telling you to run that's that's why you had to get up at 5 a.m and do it all over again getting off the butt off your flight listen to me now getting off your flight soon as you touch the practice field for training camp your test is three 300-yard shuttles. T- 
time. If you don't make it, you might be on your flight on the way back because they let you. They give you all. I'm telling you, you had to do it time. That's 50 yard sprint six times, nonstop. No, 25. No, six 50 yards. It's 300 yard shuttle. Six. That's that's more than no 300 yards. yards, Coach. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, you're right. 300 yard shuttle. Six times. How many yeah. seconds you got to do it in? Alignment? Gotta uh, be a minute. It's probably a minute. But I know your half gas was like 18. Yeah, that's how we did. I'd be 18. Well, we did 20. Because I know the uh, wide receiver DBs, we was 14. And then, yeah, it's probably 20. Because I think the uh, running back and linebackers was like 16, 18, somewhere like that. Nah, it might be. You in the NFL, homie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you might be 18. Now, I remember ours in college was 58. The, the shuttle. Yeah, the, for a line. 300-yard shuttle. 300-yard shuttle. That's oh, lineman 58. See, I've never did 300-yard yeah, shuttle. It's, it's was, not good. Dude, you need to start down doing back, it. Down back, down back. It will nah. eat your legs up. Nah. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to do it today. Nah, it's... it's How many you got to do three? But you got to touch the line. Yeah, touch three. Line. Yeah, Make sure. sure you do five in the morning and five tonight. Do our workout. What I used to do, like I tell him, I never went to Jacksonville out of shape. and So you'll have like a minute rest or 30 seconds. So... When I was training, I could, but they told me my rest time half. You see, mm-hmm. so my body could be ready. So if they say you got to do a half gash and you got a thirty minute rest, I do a half gash and rest fifteen seconds. Oh, it was a killer. You said y'all had fifteen half? Sixteen. Sixteen. You do That's eight. Kind of crazy. You do eight break. two minute break, then eight more. All right. So All right. it's it, it a was. Bit. And I think here's here's another thing to think <laughs> about, Drew. Like for your whole entire career in college. You've had a a position coach or a GA or a quality control guy or a strength coach. They've been telling you what to do. Do this. Do this. I mean, you know, they tell you when to go to class. They check your grades. They this, this. Well, now you're professional, and they're not going to tell you, hey, like, you didn't know that they might do that test. They're not going to tell you because they expect you to be a professional. You come in here in shape and tell them how that works. I, I, could, I could tell you this. Well, if they if you when you go in, they're gonna tell you you do your physical and all that. They're gonna tell you if you're overweight and that you gotta lose weight. Do you know for every pound you're overweight, it's like a fifteen hundred fine. For 1, every pound. Fifteen hundred. Sam Gash. He but he was, wouldn't have an ideal weight at this right, point. Right. But when like they're gonna do they're gonna take his blood, they're gonna do like they physical it's extreme. I might go down there with they, you they and go, get this hey, done for me. Hey, <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna take your blood, they're gonna do all that. And so so if the coach say we want you to come back, like if, when you do it, it ain't gonna be instantly. Right. So just say after you just camp, they say we want you to come back at two eighty. Just say you're two three hundred. I know you're not three hundred, but just say they want you at two eighty. So you don't come back at two eighty. Based off your pay, like maybe he shouldn't have signed the contract. Right. So you're, 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 they'll find you for every pound you're over. Like they told me, I was uh, I was two two fifteen. They told me we want you at two twelve, Mitchell. Not not, not heavier. Two twelve, not lighter. Two twelve, and they mean it. I, when I tell you that, you got to be professional. This, and I would tell a coach, guess my first year there, I was a rookie. I'm sitting. In the defensive meeting room with the DB coach and the D coordinator. Didn't have a watch. You can't come to my house and you don't see a watch. I got watches everywhere. Didn't have a watch. They got up and were talking to each other, walked out the door. I look up on the computer 
it's meeting time, team meeting. When I walk, when I take off and run to the team meeting door, both of them was closing it, knowing where I was at. Oh, man. Both of them, listen to me. I'm they gonna... closed the door. I'm on the outside looking in as a rookie. You know how embarrassed this is? Do you know I played that preseason game pretty much for free? Can they find me? <laughs> they didn't even tell you to come with them? Nah, they didn't even tell me to come with you. They said, Mitchell, it's, it's meeting time or nothing. I got fine. My first my my pre my first preseason game, I got fine for being late to a team meet. And you got to think you what people understand everything. Is you weren't even getting paid. <laughs> everything listen, and no, everything is a pay cut for everybody. Like people think that, like Nick Foles. No, when he played preseason game, his check gonna be the same as yours. All preseason checks the same. So we like I think uh, veterans. At the time, I think we was getting a thousand. Veterans get fifteen hundred. So I got a three hundred dollar check. <laughs> so uh, yeah. they find you with the money you get paid, but you hey, they don't care. I got fine, and, and that's what it means being a professional, man. You got to be where you're supposed to be. So if you don't got, I know y'all got these iPhones. You might want to sit and reminders on it. Get your twenty minutes ahead of time and and, and be a, a professional at what you do. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's probably the uh like for the common fan out there, all they see is what happens on ESPN. So everybody kind of fo- follows, you know, what's Odell Beckham doing? He does, he's not obeying the rules or, you know, Antonio Brown or LaDavion Bell, but what what they don't realize this is the top 1% of NFL athletes who can kind of do what they want to do. But on a, on an NFL roster, let's say fifty three guys make the roster. There's probably only three of those guys that can get away with stuff. But the other fifty are guys that are cuttable. But what they what they not understanding? They not getting away with it. Right. They getting fined. Right. It's just like for instance, Chad Johnson. When if you go back and watching, it's it's a dress code. Right. Every team got a dress code. They got a mannequin dressed to how your uniform supposed to look when you put it on. So if you not matching that, like. You could be off a little bit. So, for instance, when we wore orange socks, a certain part of the white had to show before your cleats. Chad Johnson would wear all orange, <laughs> meaning he got fined $1,500. And he didn't care because yeah. he wanted to look the way he wanted. And what people think, well, he get, they let him do. Nah, he made a decision that he going to pay the price, price it costs to look the way he want to look. Now, if you ask Chad now, he'll tell you he wish he never threw that money away. <laughs> right. But at that time, you know, when you're getting all that money, you want to look the way you want to look. If you go out there and you see a team and half the team got on uh, black socks and then white at the bottom and you see three guys with all black socks on, they got fine. <laughs> Trust me, it's a guy that's going to walk up and he's going to have on a suit. And you be like, what this guy here for? He's going to have no pad. <laughs> Seriously. And he's going to write down. And he's going to give it to the uh, uh, equipment manager. They're going to come up to you and say, hey, this wrong, this wrong, this wrong. You got to have it before you go out before the uh, national anthem. If you walk out that locker and your uniform not, and you didn't correct the stuff that he told you was on the list, you got fired. Oh, so they give you a little. They give you the chance. Okay, okay. You know, but. Well, how I mean, hard is it? If it's on the mannequin, <laughs> look right. like the mannequin. Right, it, it is. Y'all got to understand, you know, the um, the stuff they have in the, in the um, big store where they got the big mannequin dress. We. Every NFL team got one of those with their equipment on. They full dress. Seriously. You're going to be like, what? He told me they, they do. And you got to look like that. Maybe I need to get one of those, but I don't want to dress it. So <laughs> right. 
I don't want Joe to dress it because he'll get <laughs> yeah, really, yeah, yeah. he'll get <laughs> really it, mad. No offense, Coach Joe, <laughs> but it, it's 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 just the little stuff, man. People don't realize, guys. People think guys get away with stuff, but nah, they they paying the price to be the boss. Yeah, and, and it's not not one player on the team that they're gonna say, well, that's that's such and such. He can do that, no. No, he can't. They don't care who it is. He got fined. I just think maybe that fifty number fifty three man, he might be on the chopping block the next year because he well, pushed the toe the line. It depends on what kind of line you pushing. I'm quite sure if you if you one of those irrelevant guys on the roster and you playing good, if you want to, if your uniform ain't right, the coaches ain't gonna care, right? Because they know you paying for it, right? You know what I'm saying? So the coaches, to be honest with you, they don't care about the little stuff like that, right? It's it's the NFL. Yeah, well, I don't so, care about that right. stuff. Either. So it's the, it's the, that's what I'm saying. The coaches don't care. Right. Oh, this guy got on black socks. And everybody, else. I mean, coaches they, probably don't even notice. They they actually put you in your in your locker what you're supposed to have on. Now, if you alter that, because I used to cut my socks and I pulled a black on and I had me thick white socks all the way up, and I that's how I wore my black part. But people did with you. You gonna have your you gonna get your own little. I used to cut an X at the toe of my cleats. Cause I knew I got it, so I won't get turf toe. So I cut an X with my big toe at. So when I stump it, it'll move a little bit, so it won't jam my toe. And just you gonna you gonna pick up. You gonna everybody pick up a little. How they wearing socks gonna be? I hate wearing socks. Oh, you you don't wear socks. I wear the little ankle footy. Oh, I get over that. Trying to show your legs off. That's one thing. Hey. That's I know. Never... You ain't gonna be able to do it. Well, we're gonna see Andrew getting fined. <laughs> no, nah, don't get not. fined, dude. <laughs> give me nothing to don't, get fined. Yeah, do not get fined. Well, uh, <laughs> all right. Well, we're gonna wrap it up. I'm gonna pray for you, Drew, and to finish it up. Um, Lord, we come before you today. Just want to praise and thank you for uh, Andrew Williams, Lord, and the opportunity that you've given him. And we just pray, Lord, that he would go down there and he would give his absolute best, Lord, that he wouldn't. Uh, worry about things that he can't control and Lord that he would only worry about controlling himself and Lord that he would give his best each and every day um, ultimately Lord uh, no matter what happens we always um, are confident that we have victory in Jesus Christ and eternal life we love you and we praise you in Jesus name amen amen, amen.